All right, treasure seekers. We're here in the main chamber, the king's chamber. Behind one of these doors, the one on the left and the one on the right, is going to be the treasure. And I'm pretty sure that the other one's gonna kill us. So which door should we open? Uh, I'm gonna say we should take whichever one Matt doesn't want to open because oh he's not gonna be right about it. Uh, okay, well, I was gonna say, um, I think I'm gonna want you to be um, more than pretty sure if it's talking about life or death. Wait a minute, did you say that he's not gonna be right about it? Did you mean left? Wait, did he say that he was going to the left door or were you saying that he shouldn't be right about it? I'm saying I should have left this expedition a few months ago and gone out on my own. Okay, all right, all right. And I don't mean the right door. I just mean, all right. Yeah, not all right, like those goons we took out back there. You're saying all right. Okay, when you say we, I mean, I'm pretty sure you did, you, you hid behind a vase for most of that fight, Matt. All right, all right. I'm, and not all right, I'm going with the right one. I'm going with the left one. Unless you guys disagree, I'm going to open the left door... All right? All right. All right. More like all wrong. All, okay, before... I'm just going to open the door. Here we go. I don't think go. we have any options left. Three, we ha- well, we have another option. It's the other door. We have two doors. I'm just asking for a little help. Magellan's journal says it's the left one, so let's just trust the journal. Wait, the yeah. journal already says which door to open? Why didn't you fill me in on that? But when I asked which door should we open... Look, I, I would have filled you in, but I didn't think this was at your reading level. Oh, my God. Here we go. I'm going to open the left door on three. And I'm going to say three, two, one, and then open. Not three, two, one, and open. Uh, say it to me in English, Einstein. I'm not saying anything. that Those are just regular numbers. Three, two, one, and open. You guys ready? <laughs> three, two, one. Are you counting my balls? <laughs> What? <laughs> We're never going to get Guys I'm going to I'm going to open the door Here we go Three, two, one And it's open <laughs> Looks like she choked uh, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. Save some for the plane ride home. <laughs> we gawk at Tom Holland's chiseled physique and endure a barrage of banter as we watch the movie based off the game Uncharted this week on Get Played. to Get Played, your one-stop show for good games, bad games, and every game in between. It's time to Get Played. I'm your host, Heather Ann Campbell, along with my fellow host, Nick Weiger. I'm Nick Weiger. That's me, along with our third host, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. And you know what? Welcome back, Bucket. Wow. You know why? What a thing I was to in, say. I was in Paris 
for the last week. We oui. and uh, it was bien. the riskiest behavior that I have engaged in since the beginning of pandemic. Wait, mm-hmm. what? What the fuck did you say? What was the joke that I missed immediately? No, did you just no, say no, Matt? Matt said Matt said we, and I said Trey Bien. It wasn't a joke. It was just we're just being French. Okay, okay, all right. Anyway, I went to Paris. I wore an N. I wore I wore an N95 so tightly on my face that I bruised my cheeks and my nose. Jesus! When I got off the fucking plane, yeah, because it's also an eleven-hour flight. Uh, And uh, here's some things I know about Paris now. Even though I've been many, uh, times before, not many, mm-hmm. but times. I've been times before. My favorite bar in wow. the entire world is in Paris. Uh, but manga shops. First off, there's tons of comic book stores. Uh, France has a great relationship with comic books and manga and anime in general. It's fucking great. Uh, great. They, they have a great uh, relationship to retro video games. It's some fantastic retro video game stores over there. Uh, I did want to go to the Louvre to pick up additional copies of the 3DS Louvre game. Wow. But the line was too long, so I could not go. Uh, Mm. I would not stand in line to go into the gift shop. Uh, And I was too scared to speak to the security guards about my intentions. Yeah. uh, Did you see Banksy on the way out? I heard he likes um, to exit through there. I blew Banksy on the oh. way out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Whoa. Suck, okay. Sucker blue. <laughs> the thing is, I didn't know I was doing it until the end because he's a trickster. He's, he's sort of, yeah, yeah that's yes. what I'll do. Yeah, the uh, prestige. Um, yeah. But the manga shops there have the dignity of bookstores here. Like beautiful, outward-facing manga uh, toys and, and shit in like well-lit cabinets very clean, very nice. I was uh, super impressed. Wow. Um, and I loved it. I loved it. I didn't get to go inside anywhere. Uh, you'll notice that I've uh, just described things from the outside. Mm, yeah. Outside you, didn't, looking, you traveled to a different country and you didn't go anywhere. You didn't go inside any buildings. I ate. Okay. So I went inside two buildings. My favorite bar at an extremely off hour. So it was just me and... My uh, my coworker it was after five o'clock, and uh, no, it's not. It's not before. It was significantly before five p.m. Oh uh, no! And, it's probably uh, five o'clock somewhere though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, it's like it's like it's like I'm a fish at the end of a line, and the podcast is just me being worn down until you can reel me in. <laughs> That's the show. Bash your anyway, head against a rock so you die quickly. Yeah. <laughs> I went to, uh, so I went to my favorite bar at like 2 p.m. Uh, mm-hmm. So it was me, my coworker, and then two other people in the entire bar. And I was like, wow. I feel okay. And I sat also by the open door. Uh, I was like, all right, this is terrifying, but okay. Uh, the other place I went inside was a very, 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 very large uh, church museum. Uh, and looked at, and looked around in there in a mask, and about thirty percent of the people were in a mask. I know that y- you listeners aren't masking up anymore, but I am. That's how it goes. Yeah, we we are loose. Our listeners are exclusively uh, anti-mask people. We've Not actually anti-mask, but like nobody. That's a demographic. I mean, like, yeah. yeah, nobody's doing it, and uh, we probably all should. Uh, it's one of those things where. 
It's nobody's fault. It's the government's fault. <laughs> anyway. What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? <laughs> just we're gonna, it's just fucking like I, whatever. We all everyone's get. We've all given up. We've collectively given yeah. up. What are we supposed to do? But I didn't know. give up. I don't. That's all right, true. Well, I haven't given up. I'm the only one on the. I am the only one on this podcast who hasn't gotten COVID yet. Yes. But that's also because I'm losing my mind i'm going crazy yeah yeah everyone is sort of making the like you know for the most part making their sort of like calculated risks like what they'll do and stuff heather you traveled to a different country you got on an airplane and you didn't get covid because you made the correct choices along the way so that's yeah hats off like i uh when i got back i took off my mask and uh mary said i have never seen you so sweaty in your life (laughs) Because wow. I had just worn a mask for twelve hours. Yeah, right. I was I was gross. I saw Mary once, and she said, "I've never seen you less sweaty." Because I'm always so sweaty. Um, I will, I witnessed that. It was not interaction. Yeah, it was the first thing she said to you. Yeah, she's like, "You look remarkably dry." She said, <laughs> "Oh Jesus." <laughs> uh, all right. So anyway, guys, we got a fun week here on the podcast. Uh, we're talking about something real dumb, but before we do that, mm. I got to ask, Ooh. oh wait, did Weiger, did you have something you were going to no, say I about like know. the I wanted... news or some shit? No, I was hoping for you to cue it up. I was like, this, 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 this is a natural segue. <laughs> what are you playing? I mean, people might ex- be expecting us to talk about the, uh. Utterly unfounded racist conspiracy theory that circulated involving Hideo Kojima, who we talk about on the podcast. Yes. But I don't think we need to touch on it too much. So let's well, just talk about Well, if you bring it up like that, people are going to be like, what the fuck are they? T- what? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like people saw that. I feel like that got circulated, right? Yeah. We got tagged in it. Uh, yeah. It was a well, yeah, I'm a crazy say thing. What it's it is. It's, it's, which is it's Kojima. Shinzo, Shinzo Abe was assassinated and. Uh, People uh, mistagged Hideo Kojima, creator of Death Stranding and, and Metal Gear Solids, uh, as the as the assassin, and it it gained enough um, sort of media traction that Kojima Productions had to put out a statement, which yes. is fucking ridiculous, That's insane, it. truly insane. It, yeah. It's 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 really wild, and also somehow like the most Kojima thing that could happen to him. Like it's like it's really really wild. Yeah. There was a tweet that it's I read that he, was yeah. like, was like, this man created a video game that that said 20 years ago, uh, misinformation is going to become so pervasive that our relationship to the truth is going to be invis. It's just going to be ignited, burnt, cremated. Yeah. And then it, it happened to him. It happened yeah. to him. This is another tweet I saw that was on that topic and and less a trenchant observation, more just uh, made me laugh. Hideo Kojima gets accused of assassinating Shinzo Abe, and he's probably just watching the 4K release of Flubber or some shit. (laughs) (laughs) I know, just leave this man alone. At Jazz the Last. Uh, Yeah, leave him alone. Leave the man alone. But yeah, what what a weird word. What a weird time to be. Whatever. What what a trite observation. It's a weird time to be alive. We know. We're all fucking living through it, Weiker. We fucking Uh, know. Have you taken a look around much, babe? (laughs) There was a there was like a Washington Post or a New York Times article recently that, is so that was like dry. That, <laughs> that was like actually it's not a weird time. 
And I was like, why? Fuck what off. That's, that's insane. That, what do you yeah. have? Yes. Why? Ever heard of Archduke Ferdinand's assassination? Yeah, it was like that. It was like, God, you know, there were wars in the 90s. It's like, <laughs> fuck you. Why? Yeah. There's a TV also show the- <laughs> on right now where the objective is to guess who has a celebrity relative. This world is insane. <laughs> I wish it would get weirder. It's gonna. Sure. It's we're so close to like real weirdness. We're so close. We could re- as soon as AR glasses are out, then we're going to get weird. <laughs> what was it called in Death Stranding? Like the event that like caused them to be I guess it's called the Death Stranding, right? The death the fifth mass extinction event or something? Yeah, we need something like that. Like it's coming. Yeah. The, the- <laughs> yeah. Sure. We're all going to get dooms. It'll be fine. Yeah. The best thing that will have happened to us is that time fall will be real. (laughs) (laughs) I'd love to get old in a hurry. Get this shit over with. Yeah, take me to that Uh, beach. Heather, you asked what we were playing. What are you playing? (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Resident Evil Merchant. Uh, I'll I'll toss the question back to you because I know you've been abroad and I know you ultimately decided to take your Nintendo Switch as your traveling gaming platform. Yeah. Uh, did you end up getting any gaming time in? So here is my 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 sadness, which is mm. that I looked up the weight of the Vita versus the Nintendo Switch Lite right, yeah. and discovered that the Nintendo Switch Lite weighed two or three grams less than the mm. Vita. And I was like, all right, am I really, really going to drag a heavier, older machine with me across the world to play a game just so I can say I did it. And so I switched to the Nintendo Switch and uh, downloaded uh, a game called Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes, which wow. was like the number one RPG on the, on the fucking store. I knew nothing about it. So excited to go in and, and get my, like, I wanted to play Persona on the Vita. Persona's coming out on the Switch eventually, uh, and yeah. instead, uh, I was like, oh, this, I mean, super popular game. It must be good. I'm going to read you just the first uh, the first few sentences of the synopsis uh, mm-hmm. from uh, Wikipedia. The mercenary Shez is defeated in battle by the ashen demon Byleth, vessel of the progenitor god Sothis, and their father, Geralt, Shez only survives due to the intervention of a mysterious being named Arvel and swears revenge. Six months later, Shez rescues three nobles from a bandit attack. Edelgard von Hervelsveg, princess of the Adrestrian Empire, Dimitri Alexandra Bladed. Prince of the Holy Kingdom of Fergus and Claude von Regan, heir to the leading house of the Leicester Alliance. So, Mm. one, great names, guys. You really did it. Wonderful. Two, this game is not an RPG. It is a hack and slash. It is a fucking Muso game. It's a Dynasty Warriors. And that is not a genre for me because it's, fake combat right it's less than the simulation of combat from an rpg i i ran i put it on hard and i ran through like fucking just 
murdering thousands of guys who immediately disappear after you kill them. And it's so unsatisfying. It was like somebody fucking just, they, they were like, it's like every restaurant I went to in Paris only had Velveeta. It was a real mm. bummer. Um, and so I only played it for, a, for me, but yeah, like, well, like a, they have really good cheese in France. Yeah, but I like Velveeta. I'm sorry. Please finish your thought. Why? Well, there's no point in me finishing my <laughs> fucking thought. There's no point. You know I, what? I, have you played the other Fire Emblem games? Are you are you a Fire Emblem enthusiast? No, but I thought Fire Emblem was an RPG series. Mm-hmm. It is, but I think this is kind of like their Hyrule Warriors. They're like spinoff. This is like not this is not the main, you know, the main line, a mainline entry. I mean, I, I, I'm curious I, I, if you'd like one of the other Fire Emblems. They're very it's a, tactical. It's a really, really gorgeous game. This three hopes. Mm-hmm. But uh, my hopes was that I had packed my Vita instead. Mm. If I and if I had two more hopes, it would have been that uh that I had gotten 5 to 10 hours into Persona. You know, wow. I've never beaten a Persona game, but I've played significant hourage of Persona in the past and just didn't do it and uh I played myself instead. Those are mm. massive uh, commitments the Persona franchise. Yeah. Which which one were you? Which one? Which one have you been eyeing? Which uh, one are you so going to play on what the Vita? I have on Vita is Persona Four Golden. Hmm. Um, ready to go. I'm a fool. I should have brought my fucking analog. I should have brought anything. You should have maybe just don't... taken out like one sock from your bag or something. <laughs> that way, that like just to offset the weight. <laughs> of the bag. That way it wasn't going to be kicking it over the edge or anything like that, you know? That way yeah. it would be like you had to switch weight-wise. You'd just be down one sock. You're not going to use all your socks. Sure. Guys, do you, do you think that this podcast is making all games a little exhausting? Or am I going through something as a person? No. Uh, do, you mean, do you mean in terms <laughs> of we've kind of monetized our hobby and so you're, you think Emphasis of all... Kind of. <laughs> you think of all uh, uh games uh, all, all the this thing that that you used to play purely for joy is like okay this is content now is, yeah, is that I, what you mean well i i i obviously i played elden ring and actually liked it i played assassin's creed and actually liked it i played disco elysium and actually liked it but the games that are in between those games that are that just feel like I'm filling my time mm-hmm, are mm-hmm. are are starting to become depressing to me. And well, I you know don't have to like, just you can make different choices. Sorry, please go on. Yeah, I know I can make different choices, but there's also like the the um the decision fatigue of looking at the sure. fucking virtual store and being like, well, which of these eight bit style games that's reportedly great am I actually going to play? Like I just, I don't know. Playing playing Fire Emblem Three Hopes, I was just like, "What am I doing?" You know, what I think all. you might need. I'm, I'm just, what? I'm just, and I'm, and I'm, I'm just, uh, just a possible diagnosis here, or a possible uh, a prescription rather. Yep. Is that I wonder if you need just an ongoing game, like an MMO, or like a, you know, like a, like a MOBA, 
or a, a you know like like how you got really into factions or you got really into I can't remember if it was Final Fantasy 11 or Final Fantasy 14 uh or both uh you know like I, I wonder if you just kind of like need to like fit like figure out something that you can just dig in on and maybe that's the Monster Hunter franchise maybe you just you will get super into that and that'll absorb all your time those games are great except the the thing you can't do with them is game on an airplane mm, like mm, uh, sure the 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 problem with say, like I could have played First Soldier the entire fucking flight, and I would have been like, "Yahoo, this is great!" I've the twelve hours right, just disappeared. Go. But you can't, you can't game at thirty thousand, forty thousand, fifty thousand feet. This is your captain speaking. We hit our cruising altitude of a hundred thousand <laughs> feet. <laughs> we turned on the no gaming sign. <laughs> Are are you like but but how often are you on a plane? I mean, this seems like this was a rare occasion for you. Yeah, this is a twice in three years now. <laughs> so, so it's not like yeah, you're a frequent okay. business traveler. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, okay, fine. Yes, you're right. Yeah. That said, I just, that said, I feel you're... I feel a grumpiness about games, guys. Mm. And where else am I gonna talk about it other than this this show? Maybe with the game grumps. Be How are you so fast? I don't know. It's a disease. It's not good. <laughs> uh, Persona 4 Golden, by the way, if I'm and I'm looking at, at how long to beat, which I always feel like is too aggressive in there. Uh, playthrough times uh, 68 and a half hours for the main story, 84 and a half hours for main plus extra. So that's a big meaty game if you do want to sink your teeth into yeah, something. Yeah, that's a chunky, that's a chunky bit. It's a, ch- it's a big boy. That's, <sighs> it's a big beefy boy. That's, that's the amount of game time that uh, if I looked that up, I'd be like, I'm not playing this. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing this right now. Uh, that does often sometimes, yes. That that absolutely governs my decision sometimes. If I see something as like 30 plus hours and I'm just like, I just want the, to play something until the next thing comes out, like Heather was saying, I'm yeah. that that will steer me clear from that. Yeah, sure. my, my sweet zone is 10, but I'll definitely always try like something 20 and below. If it's 10, I'm I'm in. I'll, I'm like, let's go. It's, I can do that. That's a nice, that to me is a nice meal. It's a lunch game. That's good. Uh, yeah. Right now, I'm playing. You're playing. I almost got to spit take I, I, I'm playing, I think, one of my favorite <laughs> games of all time. I'm replaying wow. one of my favorite games of all time. Um, on the PlayStation Plus service, they have um, some streaming games. And this is not something that I've done really before. Uh, I've been, I was just like, oh, I'll just try this out. Like, I'll see how well this streams on my PS5. And I booted up God of War, the original, for uh, the PlayStation 3 edition. So it's like the HD sort of... Nice. Uh, not a remaster. I don't know what you call that. I guess it's got, it got a little bit of a facelift. I guess it's a remaster. Um, and I'm, I was like, oh, I'll just probably play this for a little bit. And then I'm basically almost done. I'm almost done with it. Um, it's, it fucking rocks. I forgot how good it is. Um, yeah. It's it's just really really great. The combat feels so fun and good, and just like you know, obviously it's different than God of War twenty eighteen, uh, which I also really really loved. Um, and I I think I probably started playing this because of uh, my correct prediction um, 
which we didn't really talk about. Your guys' predictions from last week did not come true. Mine actually really did. Um, wow. And so I'm sort of like, I guess, like the Nostradamus of of the podcast. <clears throat> you had So your, your prediction was that God of War's release date was going to be announced. Yes. And was it heavily hinted that this would happen? Yes. <laughs> was it a safe prediction? Yes. Did I make it anyway? Absolutely. And was I right? What did I what did I predict? I don't even you remember. You predicted You predict your first prediction was that there was going to be um that they were going to announce the Sega uh, 32X for the Nintendo Switch online. Yeah. I'm remembering your joke one. Uh, what was your real one? Nick's was my, that Mine was that a, a high-profile uh, game developer will be falsely implicated in a political assassination. <laughs> oh. Um, so. oh, like, yeah, yours is actually But it was a little too correct. vague. It was yeah. a little too general, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, close but no cigar, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but so I, I, I've been replaying that, and it's just so... It's so I might play through all these games again. They're so fun. Um, they're fucking a blast. They're so, they're, they were, I, were, I, I haven't replayed yeah. them like you have, but I remember those being so, so fun. Really great. The, Up through... I didn't play four. Which one? God Which of War? For, wait, with the, oh, Ascension? The God of War. Yeah, Ascension. Yeah, I didn't play that one. Yeah, Ascension is like a prequel, and I think I got like halfway through that one and never finished it because it wasn't the same studio either. It was um, uh, a different studio handled that one, I think, because it came out right after God of War 3 too, which was yeah. incredible, which is like fantastic. Um, well, well, that was the P... Because I'm, I'm trying to remember, because I know they remastered them for PS3. They had mm-hmm. the, the... Ascension was the PS3 one, and then they also had the PSP. Did they have two PSP games? They did. They had Ghost of Sparta and Chains of Olympus. Um, just rock, rock, so... But those ones are not on the PlayStation Plus service, but I do have them for bummer. PSP, and I have a PSP, so I'll, I'll probably just end there up playing go. those again. Um, the one thing that I think has aged poorly in these games, uh, not the sex mini game, uh, very good. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I forgot how funny that part, like, it wasn't funny to me when it was new because I was like 12. Uh, yeah. But like, I was just like, this is actually like really cool. This is awesome that he gets to do this. I'll get to do this too. Um, but, <laughs> like, there's like a note in his room. At, like that you on your way out of the room that you if you interact with the note it's like uh, uh no uh, woman uh that i uh meet satisfies um uh you know my my sadness and my longing for uh, like yes. his dead wife his wife just was killed like his wife and child were just killed uh and he's on a path of vengeance and he's like he's very recently fucked two women and it was like this didn't work <laughs> I don't feel better. It's like, but, so. he, but he wrote, he writes a letter. It's like in his like diary. It's in, in the his, narration, in his, right? No, it's in like, um, in like, he has like a room on the ship on, in the first part of the game, uh, that you, that you never go back to. But if you read this, it's like, a, it's like in his diary, like he wrote in his diary. He's like, I just finished fucking, uh, and I hated it. <laughs> I don't feel I, better. I'm still sad. The way I remember that QTE working is that it had the same sort of clickiness as the combat. Like yes. it was like you 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 do the action and it would be like, oh yeah, <laughs> you do, and your your controller vibrates like when he like busts. <laughs> it's crazy. It was really really funny. The thing that has aged poorly in this game, I think, mm-hmm. is all the platforming. The platforming uh. is not good. Um, to me anymore. Uh, there's there's like beams that you have to balance on that are a fucking right. pain in the ass. Um, and 
then uh, there are these like uh, this part of the game that I'm on like the last. I'm about to go fight Ares. I'm in the very last legs of this game. Um, and then I'll probably start God of War 2. Um, where you're climbing out of Hades, you've jumped off, or you've fallen into uh, Hades, basically, and you're climbing out. Um, and there are these... It's a platform... It's platforming all of the way through. There are these um, rotating, spinning um, things, like uh, pillars with blades on them and if you knock into one of the blades you fall off and you have to start over uh I and then vaguely remember this yeah the opposite one too is then you're climbing up and it's a similar thing where there are blades and it's each one is alternating which direction it's spinning and it's very unforgiving um you can get all the way to the top and get knocked by one just uh, nicked by a blade a little bit and you fall all the way back down and it's demoralizing i did it maybe like 11 times trying to just get up just to a save point. And now I know that I'm, I'm out of it now, but it was uh, a real, it was brutal. Uh, so Nick, I hope there's less of that in the other installments. I don't remember, um, but I just like the fighting. Give me the fighting. Nick, if you're ever an assassin, when you, when you cut somebody's throat, you should say, uh-oh, looks like you've been nicked by a blade. That's, that's great. really, that's really, that yeah. Like if you, you ever decide was to that do you that. Guys? Yeah. yeah. That was yeah. like you guys. That's actually really good. That was so you I guys. should do it now. I got to figure out a target. Um, I'll start. Don't, I'll start looking need... through some. Oh, oh my good. god! You cannot put that on the podcast. No, no, no. It look <laughs> like we should we should include that, but just bleep that part and keep our reactions. Parody, parody, fair use, parody, parody, fair yeah, we're use, fine. fair use. But it's allowed. Using it as a remix. <laughs> remix on their life. Now they're dead. Nick. Uh, Yes. Wait, are you, I feel, are we still, are we, Apodaca, would you like to continue to talk about your, one of your favorite games, God of War? Uh, game over. I'm done talking. Game over. (laughs) The, the, uh, I'll just say, just God of War, because when God of War 1 came out, Mm -hmm. I was not 12. I was working in the video game industry. Yeah. And I remember that being one where, like, just like, you know, developers were because that game was wildly successful but it was also like just super fun and i remember there was a lot of stuff that that game did that was just kind of like that that became you know conventions of games but were first popularized in uh, conventions of these kind of, of 3d action games but first popularized by uh, god of war whether they outright invented them or not but you know the qts one was one of them those became kind of omnipresent they became kind of yeah that was honestly one of the things like probably for ill as we started to see, if you you go back yeah. and play a lot of those PS2 and PS3 era, uh, you know, uh, Xbox 360 era games, there's all these fucking QTs, which are usually just like such a slog. Yeah. But uh, it was a way where you can string together a bunch of cool animations that are just kind of prefab and and, and preloaded. Uh, and um, but the, but but just little things like when you open a treasure chest and you hold down a button or you open a door and you hold you're holding down the button or mashing the button for that action. Mm-hmm. Like those were things that weren't necessarily commonplace. It was usually just like press once to open something and those you start to see those implemented more. And the other thing that game did is like just fixed cameras which yes. less of a less of an, you know, the, now, now there's so much horsepower in in it. actually, you know what? There there is a lot of horsepower but also it takes so many resources to make these assets now to build out these uh, these levels and 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 model these characters that, um, 
that you know the fixed fixed cameras still have their some utility even if you you see them less but it's just like by by fixing the cameras they can really like like make sure there's a, there's always an ideal frame rate and that you're just like looking at what the developer wants you to look at instead of having this fully you know a controllable camera that you have to kind of uh, like a you have to babysit at all time, but b it just like creates more work for, on the development side to make sure that this world can, works yes. from all angles. That's um, so yeah. I was gonna say you you said horsepower, and that reminded me of something. Um, I I so I had the original PS2, the you know the the bulky one, uh, the big boy. and when I yeah the big boy, the the big beefy boy. Um, <laughs> And look what daddy did. <laughs> yeah, this thing made a fucking mess. Uh, but the, <laughs> I got God of War. I got it late. I think mm-hmm. I got the PlayStation hit greatest hits God of War uh, because I was yeah. still young when it came out. Uh, and also I wasn't 12. I was 14 years old, um, <laughs> which is different. A little older. Still cool. Yeah, still cool. Um, a little cooler, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I probably was wearing a backwards hat. Um, <laughs> uh, but... Yeah, probably had a wallet chain. Um, but the I remember getting the game and it not working <laughs> in my PS2 because like oh, it man. was chugging this thing. I, you know, it was getting hours and hours of use every single day. But you know, we got it a few years ago, so we just like maxed out this thing. And I remember God of War like fucking pushing the PlayStation. Like it was like they got a lot out of <laughs> out of that game. It's like pretty gnarly. Like some of the um, even just like the water. I was like, this looks real like i remember it being like such a huge thing and then surprised that god of war 2 came out on the ps2 but my ps2 then didn't work it was not playing then any Mm. games it like completely broke and i had not played a second of this game uh and then i went and i was like i had to say i had to wait a little while and saved up some money and bought the ps2 slim so i could replace my playstation and play this game it was a whole thing what an awesome console that ps2 slim yeah, it was like really two great. DVD cases stopped stacked on top of each other. And I still have it's it. Just so rad. I wish I, I I got rid of mine. I don't know why. It's it such works. A cool console. It works perfectly. Still, it's it's great. You, you Weiger, you know that each PS2 Slim is now worth thirty thousand dollars, right? Fuck. <laughs> um. Well, I guess I'll fucking kill myself. Is that what I want? <laughs> oh no, he's gonna nick himself. <laughs> nick, what are you playing? Thank you for asking. Thank you both for asking. So I rolled credits on Neon White. Uh, I got one of the endings in Neon White. Uh, I I will hold my thoughts until next week. I'll go into it in detail a little bit more because I think I do want to dig into it's. I mean, it's it's like it's effectively a speed run game. So you can you're you're rerunning these levels endlessly, trying to to get to send the leaderboards. But I will just say. It's pure fun. It is so, so fun. Matt, you played this a little bit, right? I started it, yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's, I couldn't believe how fun it is immediately. It's like the closest, like, from start to fun game in a long time, I yes. think. Yeah, just 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 it's 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 so well realized and I I I definitely recommend it. If you're looking for a game just to play for the sake of playing a fucking game, um I would I would recommend uh recommend Neon White if you if you got a PC, a gaming PC or you got yourself a Switch, which is I don't know if it's if it's on any other platforms right now, but it's just definitely those, on those two, two, yeah. Yeah. Uh but it's it's fucking rad. Really really liked it. Congrats to that team. Great game. Uh but I I want to talk instead talk about uh, another thing I've been playing, which is uh the Cuphead DLC. The Delicious Last Course. Very, very cute acronym. A uh, little play on the acronym there. Oh, fun. DLC stands for Delicious Last Course. How about that? I like that. 
Well, gee whiz, and, that sure is a good cuphead type joke. Oh, wow. <laughs> that fills my cup. I'm so full to the brim. Is that the Cuphead Mugman characters from the Netflix series? Is that what you're doing? I, I, I don't, don't know. Yeah, sure. What I was I, doing what I, Heather I, was doing. Some, just some <laughs> stuff. I'm just making noise. We're just making noise and doing stuff. <laughs> the original, the original uh, Cuphead comes out in 2017. So it's been fucking five years. Mm-hmm. And... You know, there there have been some ports in the interim. I think I finally got around to playing it when it came when it was ported to the Switch, even though I actually played it on on PC. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I I it's it's so it's such a fucking awesome game, and it and it's it, it's it's just so like such a marvel aesthetically, uh, both uh, in terms of audio and and visual. Uh, obviously, the animation is the showstopper there, but you know, it also just plays really well. And so the way I played it, it's it's is that I I, I rebought it. You know, you know, I'm the I'm the I'm the port king. I'm the port authority. I'll, I'll rebuy a game. I rebought it on my Xbox so I could play it on my big TV because I played it on PC previously, and um, which meant that to access the DLC, you have to play through the first island of the game, which for me was kind of like a good way to experience it. And I think like if you if it's been five years, you know, or, or whatever since you played Cuphead, if you have if you haven't played it since the original came out and you want to mess around with the DLC, I would advise like replaying that first island until you get to the part that branches off to the DLC, even if it's already unlocked in your save, because you know, it'll just reorient you to like, oh yeah, that's right, the timing of the parries and and oh yeah, these bosses are actually tough as nails. I can't kind of I the 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 muscle memory that I have here is not quite enough to will me through this, at least at, at my skill level. Uh so I, I I kind of have to practice these things again. Um, but I had a lot of fun replaying that first aisle. And then again, the DLC, it's just a fucking triumph. It's just a fucking home run. It's just so well done. Um, I, it's, it, it's, it, it looks great. It plays just as great. It is, you know, seems to be, seems to be significantly harder from what I remember of the end game of, or not significantly harder, but like, you know, on par in terms of difficulty with the harder uh, uh, bosses in Cuphead uh, from what I remember from back when I played it. But it just like it's there's so much detail into every aspect. And it's one of those things where like, you know, the the, the typical three forms of a boss, a lot of games, it's like, okay, maybe the boss will change forms for one of them, but maybe for another one or he'll just like flash red and move faster or something. You know, what I mean, it's like, yeah. like here it's just like there's there's a complete uh, uh a bespoke animation that transitions to like like sometimes a completely different environment like this one one boss that uh, that 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 you fight um I should have his name in front of me but I don't but he's like this fucking mountain he's like a big mountain with a bunch of gnomes working around it mm-hmm. uh and um and like you know you fight him in his first form and he's like a mountain and he's like you know uh, dangling a bear at you and uh and <laughs> and fucking uh, uh uh barfing petals at you and dispatching his army of gnomes uh then you beat that first form then it goes to a completely different screen you know the, the with this uh with this wild animation of he he reemerges uh, his beard has been torn off, and now he has two hand puppets that he uses to to battle you. So you're able to fight these two uh, these two hand puppets. Oh no! But that's not the that's not the the finale. Then you beat that form, and then he eats you, and you're inside of his digestive <laughs> tract, and you're fucking battling his uvula. It's it's fucking wild. It's so it's it's like it's just like oh what a cool what a cool uh, like like 
one of those bosses could be enough, but they yes. put them all into one encounter. And that's just how the whole game is. It's just filled with so much content and so much attention to detail. And I, as someone who like, you know, my own work is very slipshod, very much good enough, get it out the door. When I see <laughs> someone who's just like, hey, we're going to take, we're going to take five years. I don't know how long they actually developed this DLC. But we're going to take fucking, you know, it'll be five years before this comes out. And then when it comes out, it will just have the the exact same uh, pristine quality as the original. Um, and that extends to it, the score. The score. Christopher Madigan is back for the for the music. And uh, let's let's hear a little bootlegger boogie. Come on. Just come on. You kidding me? Anyway, it's 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 fantastic. This, this music sounds like what's playing if my dog ever gets out of the yard. <laughs> <laughs> Just like high stress. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it's, and, and, you know, and Hey, it's, they could have charged, uh, they could have charged 20 bucks for this and people would have still bought it, but they charged seven ninety nine and just as, as a value proposition, if you already own the base game, seven ninety nine for more cuphead, absolutely, absolutely worth it. Yeah. I, I fucking love it. I can't wait to, to eventually beat it, but I'm having a blast right now. Man, that's great. I can't it's wait really, to, it is uh, great. <laughs> I want to play it too, but, um, too hard. It's hard. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't know if I'll ever beat it. I'll. I'll, I'll probably never beat, you can that, beat but it. But I. I you pick it up it. and I. I have my fun. Uh, and that's that's nice. You can. You could be. I mean. I. I. I beat Cuphead. I beat the base game. And it. It's just like it's. It's. Uh, it's. The. The patterns are like. The. The thing you just have kind of have to accept is that like there are there are. Uh. uh it, the the game the game feels unfair at times because mm-hmm. you can just be overwhelmed by like kind of the bullet hell of it all. But the actual bosses usually have very clear, discrete tells. Like it's it's a lot more obvious than like an Elden Ring boss. It's a mm-hmm. lot more telegraphed what these bosses are going to do. And a lot of times, what will actually kill you is some RNG from you know. Uh, some gnome over here with a pickaxe is all of a sudden going to spawn on your platform and hack at you, and you just you weren't paying attention to that because you were too locked into the main boss, you know, mm. just to use the mountain guy again. So, so I, it, it's it's absolute. This is absolutely a game that you can you can power through. And if you have the DLC, you get the legendary chalice, who is not too bad to look at, I might add. Uh, you get the legendary <laughs> chalice. And she is. She has some extra powers, which, which she has a double jump. She has an in, uh, invincible dash. So uh, yeah, you oh. can you can wait. That that might ease the way a little bit. Were you just horny for a cup? Well, she's a chalice. <laughs> you just thought you could like get past us by being like, ah, oh, I'd fuck that cabinet. Like no. you're like. I don't think he thought he could get past us. He like wanted like, to get <laughs> caught for sure. <laughs> Just like, I wanted to get caught. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but let's talk about this week's topic. It's another version of the game was better, and this time we're talking about the Uncharted movie, which has come to streaming. I believe is coming to Netflix as of this release. Am I wrong about that? Yeah, I think of, as of last Friday, this past Friday. For if you're listening to this on Monday, the whatever date it drops on. Yeah. So if you're if you're listening to the podcast now, uh, you should be able to check it out on Netflix if you haven't already watched it. Directed by Ruben Fleischer, 
Uh, and um, based on, of course, the Uncharted game series by Naughty Dog. I mean, have you guys played Uncharted? Yes. The Uncharted games? And I was, the first thing that occurred that occurred to me and, and that I noted while watching this movie is that I was shocked how much of the movie actually was taken from the games. Mm. Like, I was like, oh, I've played this sequence with the brother. Mm-hmm. And, oh, right. Chloe is here. And all of that was like, I didn't even know that there was fan service to pay off. And and yet this Uncharted, I thought I was like, oh, it's going to be a fucking adventure movie. But no, there's enough lore in Uncharted to like, yeah. like tip your hat to it here in the Uncharted film. Yeah, I think people probably will, you know, and, and this was certainly my thought going in of just like, okay, they went way, they the casting is way off in terms of what the movie is. Like it's like, or in terms of what the game is. Like it's like, you know, really if you were casting this, the Nathan Drake character would be more like the Mark Wahlberg age. And then there'd be someone who was older. There'd be like a Morgan Freeman who'd be playing the Sully. It's like, it's like a much more mm-hmm. like a middle-aged guy and his, you know, his, his, uh, his older, uh, uh, a sort of father figure like that's like the that's what the game is here they they skew obviously a lot younger with Tom Holland and and Mark Wahlberg as Sully but that said they that do said, have it. you're absolutely Mark right. Wahlberg is a piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> That was the second thing I wrote down about this movie is why would you why why what is the value add How does this dude have a fucking career how does he have a fucking career? He's a like, good Christian he's man. He is People a, like him. He, but he is, he has been, he is like the embodiment of a hate crime. Yeah. Like I, I, I knew about like one of the things that he did and I yeah. was like, oh yeah, I remember this horrible thing he did. And then I looked him up on Wikipedia and it was like, no, there's 50 fucking things that he did. <laughs> like he is a, he is absolute garbage and I feel like it would take just, I have, I don't think I've ever trashed anybody on this show, but it would take one inch of moral compass, yeah. like one degree of like, this is probably not great. Yes. And he's a white guy. So we can just cast some other dude. Like why? Why? Awful. Um, He's a bad man. He's I, a I, he- terrible fucking dude. He seems to be a bad man. He, I, I, I talked about this when uh, uh, on, on on my other podcast. We were talking about uh, don't worry about it. Uh, when we we're talking about Wahlburgers, uh-huh. which is that he had like a reality series about his Wahlburgers, uh, where where it's like him, it's like him and his brothers who like made the the fucking empire, the chain restaurant empire, and so you see part glimpses of his life and the parts of his life that you see is just like. This this man's life seems totally joyless. Mm-hmm. It's just like he's he's got like this giant estate that he's just sitting at and he just looks exhausted because he's been up since 3 a.m. like lifting weights and praying or whatever the fuck uh, is insane schedule. Uh, and so so at minimum, I guess, if you if you are thinking of it from a from a karmic standpoint, he seems to have a He seems to have a joyless life. But I I, I guess to 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 answer your question in, in, a, in a, you know, a, a cynical Hollywood fashion, he is a bankable movie star. And I think he is. Uh, he has that movie star presence, you know. Watch a movie like Shooter; it's like that's yeah. that guy. That guy can be a that guy can be a lead in a movie. He couldn't put any of that but into yeah, this. <laughs> he's because I, I I look I I think he's a bad guy. I do think there are some movies that he, you know he's fun to watch in. Like uh, 
like Boogie Nights is great, uh, which he can. He's good in Boogie Nights. <laughs> uh, yeah, the one. Yeah, his best work. He was like, he was like, I, I disavow that movie. <laughs> yeah, like, that's the part of your life you want to disavow. Yeah, uh, but then um, I think the worst thing uh, that he did personally was not be on the planes on September 11th. <laughs> Would have gone a whole other way. Differently. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, but like he, yeah, he's like, uh, you know, he can be charismatic. Um, I don't think he is a good actor. <laughs> like, <laughs> just full stop. Like, I, I, I don't think so. I think he got sure. Like, I think he got lucky in Boogie Nights. I think uh, all that was credit to uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, who's a great director who can get like good performances out, uh, out of his uh, out of his actors. Um, I don't think he's necessarily in control of his vessel um, in that way. Um, but I've enjoyed him. You know, I saw the first Ted. Fucking laugh my ass off. He's a he. You know what he 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 does what he does what he does. Yeah, and that definitely yeah. has other guys audience. funny and like like he's he, really funny like, in that movie. Things like praising a dude who said that gay people should be crucified. Just that fucking yeah. that lovable guy. <laughs> yeah. Was that in I, a movie? Honest, it was <laughs> Ted too. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Here's here's what I'm gonna do. I'm I'm not yeah. gonna spend this entire fucking podcast being a downer, but fuck that dude. Yeah. Like fuck that dude. Fuck his fucking career should be over. He has permanently ruined people's lives and said awful things to them while doing it. Like I have no fucking space in my head anymore to like divorce myself from like the in the in lengthy litany of hate crimes that a man has done. While trying to enjoy my movie adaptation of a video game. It's fair. Um, I'm just, sorry, I'm just going to take down my daddy's home poster real quick oh. uh, <laughs> in my room. Then we can Man, continue this. Talk, it's going to be a distraction. Speaking of daddy's home, daddy's home too. What a cast. <laughs> they, they cast <laughs> Mel Gibson in that movie. As his dad. As his dad. Ah, <laughs> uh, what a choice. Yeah. But you know, I will Hollywood say, rocks. The, um, there's a, the actual Sully shows up at the very end as a little uh, Easter egg. Like, it's like, that's that's mom's new boyfriend is the actual Sully. No, isn't that the actual Nathan Drake? No, in fucking, in, I, in oh, Daddy's Home 2. Okay, I'm getting all my Sully's confused. That's what's confusing about it. The actual Sully, the guy who landed the plane in the Potomac. Yeah. That guy does a cameo as himself as mom's new boyfriend. It's like, oh, I can't compete with this. She's yeah. dating Sully. And that's pretty funny. Wahlberg should have been on that plane, too. <laughs> Things would have gone differently. Yeah. Uh, I, can I get we to just to talk, to talk more positively about the cast? I agree with everything you said, Heather. Uh, the the Tom Holland is a fucking movie star. I like Tom Holland. A He's, lot. He's fucking great. And, you know, it's like you got you've got the Spider-Man sort of, you know, uh, I, I almost said stigma. It's not a stigma. It's just like the the, the just yeah. that the fact that he's Spider Man. It's like Oeuvre, hard not maybe. to see that. Yeah, Ouvra. He's got that Ouvra about him. Is that how you say it? Heather was in France. I I I, I like a Holland. I like a Tom Holland. I think he's great. Okay. Yeah, he's great. I, th- I think I think I think they had to cast him because if he was older, it would just be Indiana Jones. They're, the only sure, way they that. could make this movie be. Uh, and I will also say here on our positive Tom Holland run, that dude's got a lot of muscles. Fucking great body. He's fucking shredded for 
shred. He looks like a yeah. shredded child. Yeah. It's fucking insane. Yeah. He looks like one of those like muscular kids. Like <laughs> he's, he is. He like I. When he was doing sit-ups or whatever the fuck, there's like a sequence where it's just like, look how muscular he is. Yeah. A lot of shirtless like, scenes. Is that CG? How? He's yeah. ripped. Looks I fantastic. Noticed, I noticed that they had a lot of... they. There was like almost no reason for him to have his shirt off some of the time. Like when he's sitting on the couch, like looking at a map, he like has his shirt off and I was like, well, this is just, this is fan service. Yeah. Is what this is. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, but, but he's so sweet that it's like if Michael Sarah was shredded. Like yeah. it's nuts. It's just it, crazy. It, it's true. It does seem like a little bit of a disconnect from the, from the shoulders up. Um, because he, he, he I, I kind of feel the same thing and, and, and I think he's, he's great in Top Gun Maverick, but, uh, Miles Teller, when you see him just absolutely shredded and it's kind of like, like, that, man, this yeah. guy's kind of, you know, like a character star, you know, he's not necessarily like a, a classic hunk archetype, but he just got an amazing shape for this role. And yeah, and, and they transformed him. him into a hundred percent beef for that one. Yeah. They went nuts on that one. One, yeah, for sure. But yeah, I agree with you. He is absolutely fucking shredded to the point where it's almost distracting in this movie. It's mm-hmm. all, like you just you're seeing that you're just like, man, Tom Holland is fucking jack. Yeah, put the Henley back on. I'm trying to watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Got to cut a hole in my popcorn tub for this thing. <laughs> yeah, trick, so, my, wait, trick myself so that you can. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> oh, what's that doing in there? Great little room. Uh, so the uh, I also think uh, Sophie Ali, who plays uh, Chloe, which is, you know, is obviously a big character from the games. But like, I think that's really well cast as like a younger version of the Chloe character. Great cast. Like, oh, I, I thought she was great. And 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 it's just also one of those things where it's just like, oh, yeah, movies have fucking money yes. where they get Antonio Banderas to kind of be the big heavy for most of it. It's just like like, holy shit, it's fucking Antonio Banderas in Uncharted. And he's not one of the Uncharted guys. No. It's like, and this is fucking, movies are insane. He's, and, he, and he's great in it. I think he's, he's good. so he's great. good. Like, he, I, he's I so love good. Antonio Banderas. He's so good. I, I could I could listen to that dude read a mattress tag. Oh, he's my God. He's so fucking, like, he's beautiful. Yes. When he, he looks speaks. great. And he yes. looks yeah, good. He's fantastic. He's, like, what a. Let's see. Oh. How old well Antonio Banderas? I wonder if he's older than Wahlberg. He is. He's like significantly he older. Is. He's like 61. He's 61. Significantly older. He's 61? He looks great. He looks great. Get him in more stuff. He's like, yeah. I know he, he has I mean, a great a career, but I, I would love to yeah. see him all the time. He's he's fantastic. So uh, I'll, I forgot he was in it. Banderas. Yeah. Nick, great. you said something before we started recording, which I, uh, you, you said you, you liked it. More than you thought you would, right? Something yeah, like that. I, I had the same feeling, but also one of disappointment simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I love the kind of movies that this movie is based on. Uh, yes. Like The Lost City of Z or Indiana Jones. Like, I love like a big, big adventure movie. I wish we had more movies. fucking adventure movies. And the individual sequences in this movie... Um. Like the the I I don't want to spoil it because it's not even out yet on Netflix, but like 
the final fucking action sequence is inventive and, mm-hmm. and fun. And like, you're like, oh shit, I've never seen this. Right. And it feels like a thing that would be in an uncharted game, which yeah. it's even if it's not a direct like lift of like, a, and I don't remember that as being a set piece in any of the games. Maybe it is. I I, I only played one through three. Um, But the uh, but but even if it isn't like directly lifted, it feels like a thing that would be yeah. in one of those games. Yeah. But so I didn't. The problem was that I didn't care about anybody. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't like. The main relationship between Sully and 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 uh, Nathan is just like two people who fucking hate each other, and like then they're like, should we add this third person? It's like, fuck you, I hate you too. Mm-hmm. And then the villains all hate each other. Like there was no like, it. I I, I get that like sort of like zip zap biggity bang like oh we all got like fancy dialogue and we're quipping you know the entire two hours. Yeah, but I really like. This is a movie where I could have had like an incredible time and instead had like a regular time. I I also had like a regular time, but I guess I was expecting to have a bad time. I was, ah, like, yeah. I was like, I think this is going to suck. And then I watched it. I was like, hey, this is a pretty serviceable adventure movie. I agree with you that the that the connective tissue between the set pieces is kind of like whatever. Uh, although I do think I did. You know, I do think Tom Holland is doing a good job and and yeah. um uh, you know, and and they definitely like talk about they they def- they definitely like as you mentioned they have the brotherly relationship in there, um, and that's kind of an undercurrent, and that's kind of like is is driving motivation. Uh, I I I like just having quests in movies. Like I think that's part of why I like adventure. Like I, even like the the Matthew McConaughey uh, like Kate Hudson movie Fool's Gold, which is like a comedy adventure movie like I, I found myself watching that once i was like this is fucking great like it's just like they're just like going on they're just like on a boat trying to find like like treasure i was like this is all i want from a movie i fucking so i love that kind of shit yeah i agree that they that it's a little quippy and that that's more i think just a, an issue with whatever I, I i blame the mcu but you kind of see this sort of like this detached sort of commenting on what you're doing while you're doing it. Um, and, uh, and, and also just like dudes just busting on each other all the time is like a source of comedy. And I, I just like, to, to me, it's just like, yeah, it gets, it gets a little exhausting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I wasn't sure where you were going when you said dudes busting on each other, but then I, I was glad I waited for you to finish. Um, yeah. Pre- press X to bust. <laughs> <laughs> Controller but vibrates. The, <laughs> The thing that, because I I I I'm inclined to agree with you both. I found myself like being like sort of pleasantly surprised by some of it. I had not. I think I've played probably some of all of the Uncharted games. I have not finished an Uncharted game. I've just kind of dabbled. Um, but the like, I felt nothing when I was watching it. Like it kind of just felt like they made this just to make it. Like, I, if it didn't feel like they actually gave a shit. Like, they lifted some stuff from the game, sure, and, like, it's, like, uh, you know, as faithful of a video game adaptation as it can be, probably. Um, but it just, like, felt like they were, like, well, this is going to be huge. Let's just make this. It felt like... Um, like, I don't know. There was, like, a fan film that I watched once with Nathan Fillion as Nathan Drake, and I was, like, this is great. I love this. This is great. That's like to me like casting. That's like good casting. But then I was also looking at the people that they were eyeing for parts in this movie. And I probably shouldn't have looked before I had finished the movie because I was like, well, this of course would have been a million times better. 
uh, like Chris Pine and Brian Cranston in the two roles. Oh man, that's fucking great. great. That's, yeah, that's that's great. that's a home run to me. Get Cranston with a mustache, having the time of his life, hamming it up back there. He would he would have crushed it. He's funny too. Um, you know nobody. Yeah, hate, no no mustache on Wahlberg, which is like that. That's the the main thing you know about Sully. Yeah, and uh, is that he had like that's really probably his only character attribute in the games is that he has a mustache and no no mustache on Wahlberg. They give it to him in the post credits, which is like yeah, a little mid little credits tease. Yeah, like everybody going <laughs> he's crazy. He's got a mustache. Yeah, he didn't. He's it's Movember, um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's also like that. That that also comes in. It, it like it's manifest in a way. Like Heather was was saying is like that. That's very quippy. The way that's presented is like you got a little something on your lip there, Sully. Yeah. It's like, uh, like, oh, when you start puberty, you can grow one of these. And it's just like, all right, I'm fucking... And this I was tired me, of this 40 minutes ago. This brings me back to specifically Wahlberg's performance in this thing. This mm-hmm. man cannot sell a joke to save his life in this fucking thing. This was a clear cash grab to him. I don't think anything he said in this movie made me laugh. One of the quips that he has to deliver made me so mad in the movie. One, it's because it's bad. If I, And if I'm saying it's bad... It's a problem because <laughs> this is my shit. This yeah. is my zone. Sure. Uh, but there's a part toward the end of the movie where, uh, uh, what's her fucking name? The uh, Chloe, Chloe, and, um, and 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 God, Nathan Drake are are in like a cellar of some kind, and Sully is above them, and there's like a gate, and he they need his key. That is in the shape yes. of a cross. He had, they have one, and they need his. And he's like very, like I don't want to get rid of this thing. And he's like, no, we need this key to open it. Trust me, you'll get it back or whatever. And he goes, you're gonna double cross me. And the joke there is that they're gonna it's have two, two crosses. crosses. Yeah. I don't think he knew that it was. I don't think he knew. Yeah. <laughs> Hey Mark, can you do another one? Just kind of a, it's like the whole idea is it's it's the double cross and it's like a playoff of how there's two physical crosses. Can you just like have that have your character that in your head? If that's what they were doing, they needed yeah. they would have spent an extra year on this fucking thing. Just the note. Hey, could yeah. you say the line like you know what the fuck you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like every he sounded lost. Like it, it yeah. was like it was like it was just one of these things where I was like, man, like they really missed the mark on like they missed the mark. See. It is my stuff. That's better than anything that they said in the movie. There you go. Heather's shaking her head. Um, that means it was good. No, uh, no, I'm shaking my head at this guy just beating the shit out of people and then not being able to tell jokes, but somehow still being a millionaire. That's what I'm yeah, fucking shaking it, my head about. It, it, it's baffling. It's kind of baffling because I'm like, shit. okay, he's like not good at the thing that he says he's good at or that we're supposed to think he's good at in, in, in this in one in particular, I guess. But there was a lot of that stuff. And also every other line, he was like, you got to be kidding me. He said, you got to be kidding me. I don't know if that's a thing Sully says. But the way that he was saying it was like, does he say this all the time? Is this like his catchphrase? You got to be kidding me. Maybe it is his catchphrase. I just don't remember. I I, I remember nothing about this character except that he has a mustache and that he's... Like uh, Nathan Drake's dad, um, the the uh, the the I, I, can, I just want to talk about the because you were talking about that that part with the two crosses yes. where there Chloe and Nathan Drake are underground and then Sully is above ground. Part of where that leads is a thing that did make me laugh out loud, which is there is a long fight that Sully has in Barcelona inside a Papa John's oh, yeah. restaurant. <laughs> 
so clearly this is like, you know, some cross promotion, some some branded content like, hey, we're going to we got some product placement here. Put it put some. And, and at first you just see the Papa John's in the background. He's like, oh, OK, they threw, threw a Papa John's franchise in there. Fine, whatever. But then he goes into the Papa John's. He's like, I'm in a Papa John's. And then he gets into a fight with the main bad guy in the Papa John's. Yes. A Papa John's, by the way, that has the floor print floor print of a fucking Chili's. It's the biggest Papa John's I've ever seen. Somehow, <laughs> somehow in Western Europe, somehow in Spain, where real estate is way more valuable than it is in North America. Yeah, they are they are able in urban Spain in Barcelona. They are able to uh, to afford the world's largest Papa John's, where patrons are dining in on on fucking Papa John's Papaginos or whatever. Uh, like it's 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 fucking it's madness and it's great. That was I- pretty good. I think the initial joke, which is that these gorgeous buildings in this these countries that have history that dates all the way back to pre-Roman Empire, sure. you know, these these buildings you'll you'll walk in and be like, this is a McDonald's. And so the initial joke, which is like going into because it's also the second punch on the joke, like Chloe and Nathan break through a wall and they end up in like a uh, an underground dance club. And it's like, yep, I've I've been in that kind of fucking dance club. Like we, we like, oh, this is a three thousand year old wine cellar and we've turned it into a trap house trap house. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the. Like, so when he went in and he's like, I'm going to puff, except he's like, I'm in a Papa John's. Uh, right. Like I was like, ah, good joke, but no, and then it's, it's way, it's way overplayed. It's yeah, not, they spend way too much time in there. Yeah. Do you think he lobbied for it to be a Wahlburgers? I bet he no, did. Nobody did. He did lobby to uh, have a pardon from the state of Massachusetts <laughs> for his convictions. Yeah, I remember. Without apologizing, you're right about this. Yeah. It didn't. No, no restitution to his victims. Just wants a just wants a pardon anyway. Yeah. The um, earlier on in the movie when Tom Holland was like making the drinks in the bar, I was like, I want to go to this fucking bar. Yeah, it was a great. Looking the flair bar. bartending is really cool. And and oh, that's what you mean. You mean the 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 interior of the bar. I thought you I thought you meant his, his bar trips. Both all of it. It looked great. All I was just it. like, get me out of the house. I want to go yeah. have one of these drinks. And he's giving yeah, me a one of those things. This girl hated it. That's what that's one of those like this actor learned this skill for this scene and now he just knows how to do that. Yeah. Now he just knows how to flare bartend. This is what we should be doing with Tom Holland. He doesn't necessarily need to be like the tentpole movie star. Like he doesn't have to be like the tentpole like franchise guy because I'm certain they're trying to make this a franchise now. One hundred percent. And they will remake cocktail with Tom Holland. When I'd love to see that a hundred million dollars. Probably people would go see that in droves. Yeah, change his name to Tom Collins. Um, Heather, <laughs> is that good? Is that like that was great? That's that was that too like, good. That's that was act, actually like? yeah. We're, we're gonna have to punch that down a little bit, I think. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> this is a better joke than any of the jokes in the movie. <laughs> like, change his name to Nom Holland oh. because it's he food. To, and yeah, beverage. Um, yeah. Uh, the the uh, the I, I was gonna say this. The, the, you, you talked about what the, with that movie, whether this is going to be a franchise or not. This has grossed four hundred million dollars worldwide, uh, and you know, p- partly that was it, it, still things reopening, sort of. I mean, it wasn't twenty twenty two, but it was before like the the box office movies are back before the current sort of you know summer craze we're in. 
Um, so yeah, it's it's done very well. I'm I'm sure they'll make some more of these, especially with Tom Holland, especially because you know Sony is Spider Man. Tom Holland's this is a Sony project. I'm sure they'll be like, this is our fucking guy. Yeah, we're gonna have that relate. We're gonna have that that studio relationship with this star, and I'm sure they'll make more of these. I really liked the. Um, this is like not part of the movie necessarily, but. You know how, like, any sort of, like, studio now, like, Marvel has it, Star Wars has it in front of their thing. In front of this movie, there was, like, a PlayStation Pictures, like... Love it. Showing some of the characters that they have, like, the the, PlayStation uh, IP. Uh, And I found it so aspirational. I was like, make all of these movies, please. I was like, just try. It looks fucking great. Like, I was like... Great card. I'm really interested. Uh, But I I remembered also when we were talking, there was a joke that I liked in the movie. Um, and I thought I wasn't going to like it because I saw it in the trailer, but they hit it a bunch of times and it really made me laugh. This like Scottish guy in the movie who like when Tom Holland is fighting him, he's like, I like don't understand what you're saying. I thought that was really, really funny. And yeah, every time, <laughs> every time he talked and he just had a very thick, like Scottish accent, like everybody else could understand him. But I was just like, man, I really can't eat this guy. Putting it on, really fun, really fun performance. I'm with you. Um, and I think I think Ruben Fleischer, you know, who directed this, I think he directs the the sort of the the modern action, the sort of you know everything's pre visualized and a lot of CG. But I think he directs that well. And I think this is this is you know it's I think these action sequences, like Heather was talking about, they're they're generally pretty cool. I do like because so much of this is about you know tracing, trying to find priceless artifacts that date back to Magellan. Um, and a hoard of gold. It is one of those things where, and this is more just a trope of adventure movies, but anytime they're just like completely fucking up something that's like 10,000 years old. Yeah. I was just like, <laughs> man, you just ruined something that was priceless because you drove a motorcycle through it. That or like, like <laughs> dropping all this like priceless gold into the fucking yeah. ocean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's like the kind of stuff that I like though. Cause that, that, that to me felt like a video game. I was like, Oh, this like actually feels like how yeah. it would feel if you were playing, uh, you know, one of the sequences in this game. I, I know that like the games sort of do open like this too, right? Where it's like Nathan Drake in peril. Um, and media race. Yes. Yes. I was like, conv- I forgot that. Mm-hmm. I like forgot that that's what they do in those games. And I was like, oh, no, we're, like, gearing up for a record scratch. Like, you're probably wondering how I got here, right? Like, uh, and I was like, this is not going to be good. And then they didn't do that, and I was like, thank God. Um, I'm the hack. They're not. Um, (laughs) But the – so that's – I was sort of like – I can see why you do that in a video game, just to get get you excited, like, right away and stuff. In a movie – I was like, when we hit the second beat of the fight and we see like the other side of it, I was already like, well, we kind of saw this already. Like they showed us some new stuff or whatever, but sure, uh, like some consequences. But I was just sort of like, I'm done with the plane set piece. I'm over the plane. Also because it was fake. That's like, a big part of it. I mean, like, because that that to me is is and and you know and and this is I I watch all modern action movies through like I'm comparing it in my head to the Mission Impossible franchise, which is my favorite and I mm-hmm. think like the gold standard. And now also post RRR, I'm comparing yes. it to RRR. Uh, but but in particular, like 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 Mission Impossible, um, not Ghost Protocol, the one after Ghost Protocol, uh, Fallout. Uh, fuck, no, not Fallout, the one before Fallout, Rogue Nation. Rogue Nation. Thank you, Matt. 
uh, Rogue Nation start has the cold open with a cargo plane mm-hmm. and with Tom Cruise like actually like on the plane and like and like so this just compares so unfavorably to that set piece which is just a fucking showstopper and also opens the movie yeah. so like you're opening the movie with another cargo plane set piece that's just not as good as the one that you know we've already seen that also makes me think of that this movie does two things that drive me nuts they were both also in Marvel's Moon Knight uh, which were which is just like in Marvel's Moon Knight they bring up Avatar like the concept of an Avatar avatar and he's like he's like you mean the last airbender or the little blue guys yeah it's just like well now you're just making me think of these other things and now i remember your oscar isaac and this is a fucking tv show i'm watching yeah it's the same thing here it's just like they reference indiana jones and there's another property they they reference like uh you you're they, really they just raiding say, those tombs aren't you nathan it's on that level. Like they just yeah. they just say Indiana Jones and dialogue and they just say another one that references another adventure <laughs> franchise. I'm just like, you're just making me think of better things while I'm watching this thing. I was going to say, like, it. if you're going to do that, don't name something better than the thing that I'm watching. Yeah, I'll just watch yeah. that instead. <laughs> I one of my favorite joys watching these kind of movies is imagining the architecture arguments when building these things these Mm -hmm. puzzles and shit like the the pirate being like okay i need you to make two locks inside of this church and like but sir uh, please uh, the the people are coming in and out of the church uh i uh, (laughs) when am i supposed to install a giant clockwork mechanism behind the altar (laughs) (laughs) and like it's a fucking pirate or whatever like like it's ridiculous like anytime you are like wait wait what what's happening here like it's great there's a point where they show up and they've got these giant vases and the vases are full of salt right Mm -hmm. and that's a part of the puzzle which means that somebody went to a sculptor and was like i need i need you to build vases larger than three men standing shoulder to shoulder uh, underground in a room that I'm then going to seal. Like it's yes, it's it's wild. It's love. It's wonderful. The logistics of it are are. And yeah, when you think back on on because it's like, okay, hey, I've got this this camping stove. That I had that's been in the closet for five years because I'm gone camping in a while. Let me take it out. Let's see if this thing still fucking works. And then you've got like, hey, this is this puzzle box that's box that's been untouched for two thousand years. And if you trigger it just right, a fucking dart will shoot out at you. It's like it's like 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 they think that things are are, are this finely tuned that they're still operational. I mean, I guess that's part of the magic of these movies, and that's 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 that's, that's part of the fun. But yeah, it is it is absurd. That would be a really funny adventure movie is them like putting the keys in and turning them and you're like chunk and they're like, ah, okay. Did we undo a trap or did like the spring mechanism die after 2000 years? Yeah. Did we like release a boulder somewhere? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's just, it's just busted. This thing's fucking broken (laughs) piece of shit. The, um, we brought it up earlier because we got confused. Um, but mm-hmm. when uh, the actor who por- portrays Nathan Drake in the games appears, Nolan North, Nolan North, who's great, but he says something insane in this movie because, uh, like, there it's um, 
it's Chloe and Nathan Drake coming out of the ocean after the um the carrier uh, the plane uh sequence. Uh, and they're all freaking so they're walking out of the ocean and he's yes. like, "What happened to you guys?" And they explain, uh, you know, we fell out of the fucking weird you know, fell out of a car, out of a plane into the ocean or whatever. And he says, "We just did a stunt that would be difficult for Spider-Man." Yes, we like, did something just, just fucking fell out of a plane without a chute and then caught up to cargo. We did something that we shouldn't have survived. Yes. Yeah. And then he goes, just as a beachgoer, huh, same thing happened to me once, which is like a wink that he's the guy from the game. Right. But yes. in reality, I'd have a thousand questions for this man. I'd be like, wait, yeah. what? You're in this, what line of work are you in? Like, uh, just a wise ass. Is yeah. He just like fucking making a joke. Is he, is he a, an insane? Yeah. Is this a I, crazy person? I didn't realize that was Nolan North and I thought that he, the character was supposed to be the dude who jumped out of the plane with all the money who was never found. You know oh, that? Like oh, D.B. Cooper? I know what you mean. Yeah, I thought that's who that was about. I was like, what? What a weird D.B. Cooper reference. That would have been great fun, if he was it. like, <laughs> had like slicked back hair and like those little sunglasses and like. <laughs> pulled like a latch on his jacket or something in a parachute, like pulled him away after that. There was a fan theory while Mad Men was still on the air that the end of the episode was the end of the series was going to be uh, a John Hamm's character, uh, Don Draper uh, jumping out of a plane and re- reveal with that He was DB Cooper. Like that was the whole thing is that he was going to be that like, like, Oh, it was him all along. And I remember reading that fan theory and be like, have you watched the show? That's like, so what, funny. What tonally makes you think that they would go in that direction? That's so good. But it's like, you know, we were saying earlier that the world is weird now. Like, the Fast and Furious sure. movies have been to outer space now. Like, like that's like something that, like, they could have done, probably. Like, they could have uh, done it. They yeah. would have done it. Uh, if it was on now, of course. If if Mad Men right. wasn't a TV show and it instead was content. Um, the uh, I know we're ragging on it, but, like... I don't know. Like I liked the fighting. Like I liked like the set pieces were fun. Like it was yep. like yeah, it, all that stuff worked it's for me. Fine. I was like, this is like, I saw that it has thirty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and no. I was like, that's not right. I was like, that's yeah. Wrong. <laughs> I I disagree with that rating unless they deducted seventy points from Mark Wahlberg <laughs> being in the film. Yeah. Otherwise, it was a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> they were like an enjoyable movie. What took me out was the hate crimes. Yeah. Like. Uh, what? Forty percent critics, ninety percent audience score. Oh, ninety so percent audience. People, people loved watching it. Uh, the the regular folks. I mean, it made a lot of money. Of course, made a lot did. of money. Yeah. Uh, and you know, of course, it sets up that there would be a a sequel. And honestly, if they do it. I'll buy a fucking ticket. I'll go see this fucking. I'll thing. watch. I'll absolutely. Watch I'm sure as many it was great on the big screen. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, the set pieces probably worked a lot better than on my TV. Um, I liked. I wish they would have done more with the. Um, you only see him do it a couple times, but like when he was doing like the when he was like pickpocketing and like oh, stuff, I love that. So slick. That was good yeah. stuff. So good. I was like, I could have used more. I mean, there's. As the story goes on in the movie, there's fewer exp- uh, reasons for him to do something like that. But I would have liked him maybe getting in a little more of the heist. I like heists. Yeah. This could have been all heists love he- for me. Lo- this, is, this is the thing. I love heists. I love capers. I love adventure. Yeah. I love like sneaking around a museum. 
That's yeah. like, and this movie's got like 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 a lot of like just like like we'll we'll we'll, we'll tiptoe through and and try not to uh, alert security. Like I love all that shit. Love yeah. ancient tombs. This so much of this is extremely my shit. Um, and I think it's I think it's a uh, you know it's I think it's a decent execution of it. And also as someone who played uh, you know a, 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 a number of these Uncharted games and enjoyed them, I I think it's like yeah it's it's like Heather was saying decently fan servicey. It's a uh, yeah hey. It's this is a this is a right down the middle very solid action movie and I yeah. think a, a a good template for the franchise moving forward and hopefully we'll get more PlayStation movies that are on this kind of level or better hopefully better yeah I, I hope they don't yeah. make like Aloy like a smart ass that'll be that'll be the every every Kratos will be cracking wise yeah oh god him and Boy, his son just you look like an idiot each other. <laughs> what'd you say chrome dome <laughs> oh no oh you piece i wish you died like your mom Whoa. Wow. uh we are writing the script and that is in it um that's all in it yeah yeah uh yeah i don't know it's it was you know it's kind of just is what it is like it's fine it, it's not it's not offensively bad um it, it's 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 competent in that way the jokes don't work uh, but you know, maybe I'm a snob and that's fine. Maybe some people fucking laugh their asses off and they're still laughing. Maybe they quote this movie. I don't know. Maybe. Who hey, let it? us know what you thought. Like, who know who could who could say? Well, you could say. Let us know what you thought about this movie. But if you, if you check it out, tag us on social media, and also you can send us your questions, which we're gonna get to right now. It's time for the question block. <laughs> All right. Matt, you've compiled a few listener queries. Let's get into these. That's right. Uh, and I tried to do something different. I said, just ask us anything. Ask us anything you want. It doesn't necessarily have to be video games. AUA. Yeah. Uh, and then all the questions I picked are video game related. So here we go. Because uh, <laughs> that's mostly what we got. And also some of the ones I was like, this is, like, I don't know if this is like a podcast question. But if, if yeah. you want to send us anything like that, you can leave us a voicemail. You can send us an email. If you have like a good general question, something you just want to know about us that's not like too personal or weird or something, go ahead and send that in. We would love to uh, talk about something like that. Oh, wait. Did you, Matt, I'm sorry, before, were you, yeah. did you have the credit song you wanted to play? Oh, Yeah. I forgot about that, but I don't fucking care. We talked about it for so long. It's like not even. Was... Just play, play it real quick. Matt, Matt, Matt had it. the Uncharted credit song you talked about before we started recording. Let's let's just hear a little bit of it. Here we go. Yeah, this is the song by Milk Blood. It's called No Mind, and I did some research, and it was written for the movie. Hell yeah. I mean, this is it. It's it's kind of like barely about the movie. That's why I kind of thought it was funny. Because it's just like, he, he mentions Uncharted in the beginning. And then like, like that's kind of it. And it's like, yeah, like he's scheming in the movie, I guess. But like, that's kind of not like his number one thing. 
I'd say his right. number one thing is like that he's a treasure hunter. <laughs> I would love it if it was like a clubby sort of like dance song about like I love treasure and I love history. Uh, like that's yes. a, fun, a funny angle. I think for maybe a, that was the first draft, and then they were like, uh, "Can you make this more fun?" Yeah, and he was like, "No." Oh, I'd like the lyric is Nathan Drake. He knows history. Here are some of the things he knows. Yeah. And then like, it's just a list of history. Like a club song about like Magellan. Like that's like really funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, when I, uh, I, I, this is a, this is another industry story, but I, 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 when I worked on the fantastic four video game, uh-huh. they had commissioned a song by Jurassic five for the soundtrack that they didn't end up using for the movie. And so they gave it to the the developer. They gave it to Activision. We're like, hey, you can put this in the video game if you like. Or I think it was more like put this in the video game because we paid for it. Yeah. So there's a song by Jurassic Five called It's Clobberin' Time. That's oh, just God. like about like it's just it's just about the thing. And it's just like uh, it's or is it thing or thing or the thing? I don't know. What the, I don't know what the Fantastic Four guy. I should the know this. Thing? I worked on this game for like two years. Anyway, um. The, uh, the, the, there's just a song by Jurassic Vibe that's just like, like, he's big and strong for all the children. His base of operations is the Baxter building. It's just like, <laughs> this is insane. That's my, I love that. That's like my favorite yeah. kind of like, um, that's just, I'd love it. Like the Eminem Venom song. Great. Yeah. Stupid. So good. It's so stupid. Yeah, it's so dumb. Awesome. I love, I love dumb shit like that. Uh, but here, here, here are the questions. Uh, this one is from... Uh, Alicia G, they wrote us an email. Uh, Hi, Matt. Oh, let me first. Hi, Matt, Heather, and Nick. BTS just released a little mobile game called BTS in the Seahome, BTS Island, featuring theme music produced by one of the members, Suga. I was wondering what video games from pop bands or other musical acts any of you y'all have enjoyed. Uh, And if you can't think of one, which band would you want to release a video game? Great question. I mean, like this is this is on the nose, but I always think of the you know they they were doing a bunch of of rock band and and guitar hero variations, mm-hmm. and they had you know like the ones that would just be like, hey, this is the uh, this is like like I mean I always think of Beatles rock band. I think is like the ur example of just like man, they got the fuck they got fucking Beatles songs in here. Yeah, you can play the drums on a Beatles song in a video game. Like that was just like such a, like a cool new thing that 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 you know um uh but as far as collabs involving artists i guess like like it's it's more i'm trying to think of ones that 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 involve anything beyond the soundtrack well is there like 50 cent blood in the sand oh there you go yeah 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 that i never played that one but the def jam fighting games um i played some and those are actually pretty fun but yeah, 50, 50 Cent Blood on the Sand. I heard I, people. Some people are are defenders of. It has a pretty decent score. It's like it's like yeah, you know. Uh, I've seen a lot of sevens here. What I'm looking at. Um, Fight I for kinda, New York. That was the Def Jam game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I wish there were more musician type games. Like we played uh, that Aerosmith one, Revolution X. Right. Well, not, oh yeah. Not good. Um, I feel like there would be like a, I don't know, they're past doing this now because they're not, I don't think they're like as relevant as they were even in like the 90s or something. But a sort of like action game starring Kiss where they like go to hell or something would have been a home run. 
but like that would have been like a like that seems like something they would have done right because they put their label on everything like they there's a kiss coffin and stuff um yeah but no they they had kiss psycho circus the game oh which i which i i never played but that was a big that yeah the kiss psycho circus and that was i think it might have been the same developers as clive barker's undying they did a few of those those horror games they were like horror fps's uh for pc um uh, there, I'm I'm looking up. Apparently, there was a Journey game for really for Atari 2600. Wow, which is kind of a a crazy time capsule. It's also funny to imagine the sound of that game. Oh right, <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of ones. There's like a, a a game called Queen the Eye, which I like. Don't know. It looks like there's a Wu Tang. Uh, Oh right, Wu Tang Shaolin style. Yes, yeah. yes. It was like a PlayStation One fighting game. That seems um, like a, a great one. Uh, but we forget Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. We covered it on the podcast. Yeah, we've done a few of these back actually. in the day. Yeah, we did. We did Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. That actually is pretty. The the arcade version at, at least is is pretty, uh, pretty playable and pretty fun. Metallica Pinball is pretty cool. <laughs> and then the um. <laughs> did you just do a hee hee for Metallica Pinball? I did it too late. It was too okay. late. <laughs> You can edit that earlier if you want. No, yeah. Uh, For Metallica Pinball, I'll say, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Matt, is there, if, 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 if Weezer showed up in a game, what would you like to see? As a man with a Weezer pod. It would probably be a, um, that's right, what's with these homies talking about Weezer? Um, it would probably be like a visual novel, probably. Like, uh, like a sort of... Oh, there you sp- go. Weirdly kind of horny, strange uh, uh, visual novel. Um that's probably and it would probably be pretty good. Like it's like that to me seems like something they should do. They did release a web game uh for one of their singles from uh uh two albums ago which was uh 6 months ago. Um but at this point uh they're just releasing a ton of stuff lately, but it was like a sort of like side scrolling like shooter sort of game where you play an alien. Kind of fun. Um, yeah. It's like something that <laughs> <laughs> they would do um <laughs> but uh, i guess I mean, I mean this is not doesn't count i played dj hero they should have done a daft punk dj hero um that comes with a helmet that you put on um that'd have been great so nobody you can't see people looking at you <laughs> when you're playing it um let's I talked uh, before about when this is another game development story but when i worked on a a different game that I think they ended. I think the company Activision bought our studio because the because they internally we were developing a game I was not working on, but was being in, developed a, a uh, like a DJing game. Uh-huh. Um, but before they made the acquisition, there was a lawsuit where it was like, "Hey, we're making DJ Hero. You guys can't also make your own DJ game." I don't remember what what the pretense was. That maybe they they had had discussions at some point about it, and then then uh, our studio did it on their own with a different publisher. But as part of it. Uh, as part of the lawsuit, like everyone's hard drives got seized. Oh man! It was like they came, they Whoa. came in and they took everyone's hard drives out of their computers and replaced them, and then just like put them in a fucking safe as evidence. And then eventually the lawsuit went away when things got acquired. But it was like very, it was like one of those really alarming things. Like Jesus Christ, this is yeah, probably corporate America. For They're not you. messing around. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, that's a great question, Alicia. Thank you for that. Uh, this next one is from Dale Boyd, another email. Uh, and they wrote, oh, and they say they're from 
British Columbia. Wow. They mentioned that. I don't know if they want to saying that, but I said it. Uh, I was wondering what your guys' favorite opening sequence in a video game is. For a recent example, Jedi Fallen Order's opening sequence in the spaceship scrapyard or Skyrim's now infamous opening. Favorite opening sequence. Hmm. I mean, what what comes to mind is will be like a game that you've replayed. I feel like, right? Like I, I always this isn't this isn't quite um, uh, this isn't a perfect answer because I think we're I think the question is Dale's question is more about like a set piece. Yeah, but I do remember being like very stirred in Final Fantasy One when you know the whole thing is that you you have this whole section where you go and you feed you you defeat Garland on the first island, which, you know, feels very vast. And then like a, a bridge is built. Um, I can't remember the bridge. It's, it's, I think it's called the rainbow bridge or something. A new bridge is built. And then when you cross that bridge, uh, it plays, you know, the fucking, uh, 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 the, the big final fantasy theme, not the prelude, but you know, the other one. Um, and, uh, and, and there's like a, sc- there's scrolling text and it's like, Oh man, I just played like, eight hours of game, but now the game is just beginning. Yeah. It was like the first time that I, that, that yeah, I, I, I encountered like the delayed title card, which is such like a, you know, big, a big moment. So that's one that's, that's very memorable for me. Uh, I'll think a little bit on, on in terms of, of, of big, of sequences. I'm th- I'm, I'm picturing super Metroid in my head. I feel like the super Metroid uh, cold open is really good. Um, and, uh, and, uh, and also of course, you know, Sym- symphony, the Castlevania symphony of night does the, does the thing, which at, at the, t- the time, again, this was like the first time I encountered it. Now lots of games do it, but it's just like, you're fully loaded, loaded up with all your abilities mm-hmm. and you go through and you just get to like fucking cream all the enemies. And then you go and you fight a boss, uh, and then all your shit gets taken away and you have to start from scratch. Uh, but just like that is like a, like an opening set piece is to, to be very memorable and a great cutscene there. An all timer. I think the most impressed I've been by like the first level of a game, even though it wasn't the first, because Dreamcast came out before PS2 and in this like weird window when like it was, it looked like the most powerful thing that had ever been made by man. Mm -hmm. The first level of Sonic adventure, just watching it on television with the fucking Orca chasing after sonic you were like holy shit i can play this i can play that like that was that was pretty great i i don't know how many of the other levels of sonic adventure i've ever played Mm -hmm. you know like that first level though like if if i'm if i got an hour an hour if i've got like two minutes i'll play that first level it's fucking amazing how about you apodoc well, I'm just thinking about because I just because I said I was just replaying it. The God of War one opens with Kratos falling to his death. Like that's wild. That's cool. like, it's really really cool, and it's not obviously his death, but like it's sort of implied that like that's what's happening. So you think that's what's going on. Um, but even in God of War three, the opening part of that, it, the first section of that game, you're fighting on the back of moving titans. You're and you're jumping from a couple of different titans, and they have different terrains. Like it's like it's awesome. It's it's so cool. Those games like really like communicate scope really well, and like just everything seems fucking massive uh, uh, when they want things to uh, be that way. Um, 
Yeah, I love that. That's that's definitely those ones. Some of my some of my favorite ones for sure. While we're doing the Uncharted episode, I I, I do I should shout out Uncharted too. Um, oh yeah, because that one's I think it is is just super strong. Like you're you know you're you're you're, you're dangling from the train. And you're you're in the you're in the mountains. You're like what the fuck is going on here? And then and then you know it's a really uh, a cool cold a cool cold open. And then also like when you return to it later, it's very satisfying. Uh, and then. I was going to uh, say, and, and, and speaking of, yeah, speaking of Naughty Dog, go on. I was going to say The Last of Us. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the first, the first level of The Last of Us is fucking unbelievable. Yeah. Like the yeah, first really time good. I played it, I was like, oh my God. And then it's like the, you get the title card that's like 20 years later and you're like, fuck that. None of that even, that's a long time ago. Yeah, I'm still dealing it's fu- with it. It's fucking great. Yeah, yeah. it's it's I, I I fully yeah that 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 was that was 100. percent Yeah, one of the one of the best executed just in terms yeah. of like the setting up the emotional stakes and also just like like this is where this is the state of the world right now. A uh, great yeah. question. I'm yeah. sure I'll think of more later. I'm sure I'm sure people listening are thinking of ones that we didn't say. Yeah, are like mad at us. Sorry, it's hard. Yeah, you try trying to think off the top of our heads here. You fucking try this shit. <laughs> People who listen to our podcast, <laughs> fucking assholes. No, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll do one more. This one's from Chris Lyon on Twitter. Uh, and they write, would you guys ever get a video game related tattoo? I have a Castlevania one on my arm. Very cool. That's cool as hell. I wonder what the Castlevania tattoo is. Just the title Castlevania. <laughs> yeah. Like, it says like press start under it too. Uh, it's in comic sans. It's not even the logo. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Would I ever get a video game related tattoo? Um, yeah, but I don't know what it's really hard to get a tat. I, n- yeah, no, maybe, I don't know. Maybe. Has that ever crossed your mind? Like, oh, like I like this game so much. It would probably be something from one of your favorite games. I would imagine. Yeah, I, would I mean, like, imagine this person's not amb- like, uh, like f- iffy on Castlevania. It's probably their favorite. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would have to get a Street Fighter tattoo because it's the only one that for has lasted this long in like my love of yeah. the thing. But I don't know what Street Fighter tattoo I'd get. What, of the car that you beat up? That's funny. <laughs> That's that funny. would be funny. Matt, you're tattooed. Yeah, I have tattoos. Um, and I I mean, look, I have a Star Wars tattoo. I have a Simpsons tattoo. Um, I probably should have a video game tattoo. Uh, I always feel like you run the risk of like, this is true with anything. Um, but like when you get a tattoo of something... Uh, like in the world, that's like out in the world. That's like media or something. You run sure. the risk of that thing like becoming like bad or like um something associated with it uh becoming bad or whatever, and then having to ex- further explain why you have this permanently inked on your body. Like there are people that probably have like I don't know, like a Kevin Spacey tattoo or something. They're like, he's my favorite actor. Uh, or like just like Harry Potter tattoos. Yeah, like that probably sure. Yeah, exactly. Now. That's a, uh, a more realistic, uh, better example. Um, so like with stuff like that, it's probably less common with certain video games. I'm sure maybe there are fans of video games that like w- would ruin it before like the video game would ruin it. Um I was talking about getting an Elden Ring tattoo when I was playing Elden Ring. I loved Elden Ring so much, but now... 
that I'm months away from, uh, months, months removed from playing Elden Ring. Uh, I'm glad I didn't do that. <laughs> I was like, oh, like, I liked <laughs> yeah. that game quite a bit, um, but I'm glad I didn't do that. Um, my options, if they were my favorite, are Pokemon, Kingdom Hearts, or Tony Hawk. And I don't think I'll be getting tattoos of any of those, of those things. Uh, I don't think so. I did see some uh, Pokemon art recently that I was like, that'd be a great tattoo. But I was just like, uh. I saw a full-blown uh, Evo 01 in Paris on somebody's bicep. Wow. That's fucking Couldn't cool. Be- from Evangelion, which you would know about if you subscribe to our Patreon patreon.com slash get played for our podcast get animated check that out uh my answer is a face tattoo of a uh, die hardman's mask from death stranding just <laughs> 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 become that guy yeah i get a body mod to become pyramid head <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's this week's Get Played. You can follow us on social media at Get Played Pod. Our music and engineering are by the great Devin Bryant. You can follow him on Twitter at BaffleGabs. And this month's We Play You Play, next Monday, July 25th, Super Mario Sunshine. We'll be talking about that at length if you want to play along. And as Heather mentioned, check out our premium show, Get Animated. New episodes every Wednesday at Stitcher Premium or Patreon.com slash Get Played. I have a feeling next week... When we're talking about Super Mario Sunshine, you know how I'm all dry this week? Mm -hmm. I think next week I'm going to be soaked. (laughs) Matt, you just got played. Oh, no. (sighs) (sighs) It could happen to anybody. (laughs) Three, two, one. Are you counting my balls?